Hey everyone, this is Tom Perna and this is episode 10 of the JP2 Generation podcast. Today, I want to speak to you about the road to Emmaus and scripture study. The road to Emmaus was the gospel that we heard today in Mass. And after listening to Father Matt Lowry's homily from the Northern Fathers uh, Mass this morning from the San Francisco DSC's uh, uh, Facebook page, I thought I'd talk about this important and awesome scripture, uh, one that has kind of changed my whole life. Studying the sacred scriptures changed my faith, and it actually changed my life. Uh, I first started studying the scriptures with Gail Summers, as well as her husband, Gary Summers. They used to hold men and women's studies at St. Thomas the Apostle Catholic Church in Phoenix years ago, and it was here that my heart first started to burn for the scriptures. Then in 2008, I went to Franciscan for my master's in theology. While I was there, I took four classes on the scriptures with Dr. John Bergsma. It was here where my understanding of the scriptures exploded. But also, what also exploded was how the scriptures correlated and helped me understand the sacraments, especially the, especially the Holy Eucharist. Uh, and that is exactly what we see today in the scripture of the road to Emmaus. We see both the scriptures, uh, we see like we see mass essentially, the word of God, and then we essentially see the um, we see the liturgy of the word and the liturgy of the Eucharist. So, but reading the scriptures really helped me understanding understanding the Eucharist, under, pondering God's word made me come to understand the Eucharist even better. John Bergsma. Dr. John Bergsma has become more popular as of late. His books are great. His teachings are great. If you get a chance, look him up. Buy some of his books. Um, he's on the Sacred Page is the website that he usually uh, is on with Brant Petrie and um, Dr. Michael Barber. Uh, those are the three guys that are on that page. But John and I, I've stayed in, I've stayed in contact with John since I left Franciscan many years ago. And um, every time I every time I don't know something about the scriptures, he's the guy I usually uh, call or um, or actually I don't call him. I, I send him an email or a message on Facebook. So one of the things I learned is that the core of theology is the holy scriptures. We must remember that the Vatican II document um, on um, the the Constitution on Revelation, it's the Dogmatic Constitution on Revelation from Vatican II. The, the title of it is De Verbum. In paragraph 24, it says that sacred scripture is the soul of theology. I'll say that again. Sacred scripture is the soul of theology. So really, if you if we think about the Aristotelian definition of soul, that is a uh, soul is that which gives life. So uh, humans have souls, animals have souls, and trees have souls because they have life. Um, now, a human has a rational soul, so it's different than that of the animal and the trees. But that which gives life to all theology is the sacred scripture. As you begin to study the scriptures for the first time or continue in your studies of the scripture, this scripture passage brings alive the passion and love for the scriptures like no other passage in the canon. I think this is the case because we read how our Lord explained the scriptures to two of his disciples on the day of his resurrection. In verses 25 and 27, Jesus speaks of the prophets. 
Although he doesn't say specifically what prophets, we should understand that all the prophets in some way spoke of the coming of the Messiah. But the prophets Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel together speak specifically of a suffering servant that would bring a new and everlasting covenant. They also say that the idea of the Davidic kingdom would be reestablished. I would encourage you to see and read Isaiah 53, Isaiah 55, 1 through 5, Jeremiah 31, 31 through 34, which is the only place in the Old Testament we read the words, the new covenant. And then I would also encourage you to read Ezekiel 37, 24 through 28. Not only did Jesus explain the prophets, but beginning with Moses, he explained to them the law, the Torah, since Jesus would fulfill the old Mosaic law with the new law of love. In the Sermon on the Mount, which we see in Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7, Jesus says, Do not think I have come to abolish the law and the prophets. I've come not to abolish them, but to fulfill them. It's Matthew 5, 17. I'll say it again. Do not think I've come to abolish the law and the prophets. I have come not to abolish them, but to fulfill them. In Luke 15, 32, the disciples ask each other a very important question after Jesus vanishes, vanishes from their sight. They say, did, our, did not our hearts burn within us while, we, while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? I've always imagined the disciples sitting there in awe and grabbing at the area of their chest where their heart dwells because it's what I do when I explain this scripture passage to my students. Did not our hearts burn? What a question. The burning comes only from hearing the scriptures from the word incarnate and with the power of the Holy Spirit leading the way as the Holy Spirit would do in the centuries to follow. When we read the Holy Scriptures, we must allow the Word incarnate to penetrate our hearts and to be open to the Word of God burning within us. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide you to understand the Scriptures with reason and a process of thought. We don't leave our brains at the door when studying the Scriptures. Not only should we use the Scriptures for prayer, as we do in the liturgy, which essentially the Holy Bible was primarily compiled by the early Christian church for use in the liturgy, but we should also study the scriptures and come to know Jesus through them. As Catholics, we cannot be afraid to study the Holy Bible. It was our church, the Catholic Church, that canonized the books of the Bible. We are the scripture church. Memorize the the words of St. Jerome, and you will never feel the same way about Jesus and the scriptures again. St. Jerome said, ignorance of scripture is ignorance of Christ. Which essentially means if you don't know the scriptures, then you don't know Jesus Christ. Pope Benedict XVI says in his post-synodal apostolic exhortation, Verbum Domine, which essentially picked up from where De Verbum left off, The Holy Father says, Jesus on the road to Emmaus represents, in some sense, the model of a catechesis centered on the explanation of the scriptures, an explanation which Christ alone can give. As he shows, they are fulfilled in his person. Catechetical work 
always entails approaching scripture in faith and in the church's tradition. Catechesis should communicate in a lively way the history of salvation and the content of the church's faith. I encourage you to study and pray the scriptures. Let the scriptures penetrate your heart and burn inside of you. And when that happens, get ready because you will be led closer to the Holy Eucharist. Let us pray our closing prayer to Pope St. John Paul II. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Scripture teaches us, for the passage of the cross is complete absurdity to those who are headed for ruin. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. We preach Christ crucified. Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us. May the power of your love once more be shown to be greater than the evil that threatens it. May it be shown to be greater than suffering. May the power of your cross, O Christ, be shown to be greater than the author of sin, who is called the prince of this world. For by your blood and your passion, you have redeemed the world. Amen. Pope St. John Paul II, pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Thanks for joining me. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.